Welcome to a couple of sickos. Sickos, sickos, sickos. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, this is going to be painful. <laughs> Get it out now. <coughs> Whoa. I feel better. Live. So we're back. The Gun Show Podcast. From a short little hiatus. Yeah, yeah. Which we might be taking another one, apparently, right. with Scott. Scott, you're going out of town. I, I, where am I going? I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, no, yeah, I got to go do the whole... Uh, uh, one week in a month, two weeks a year. It's time for that two weeks a year thing that they make you do. So what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to get a little bit of information in the can for you guys and try to produce two shows. So two 10-minute shows, 11, 12? Uh, probably about 45 minutes okay. like they normally are. So All right. Well, uh, during our little hiatus, uh, two major things happened. We had the Boston bombing. And then also the fertilizer plant explosion in West Texas. And we just want to go ahead and take a moment of silence to remember all of the fallen innocent and then uh, fallen firefighters that were out there to attempt to save lives and stop the fires and, and also to honor anyone and everyone that was injured in those explosions. Yeah, so a moment of silence for them. So yeah, we um, we'd especially like to honor the uh, like you said the first responders um, and the 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 firefighters and the police. Uh, there was an MIT officer killed by the uh, the perpetrators of the uh, Boston bombing and the innocents. Yeah, that definitely were, uh, the, lost in the bombing. Yeah, the people or injured and injured. So. Yeah, the injured and the hurt and the uh, and the kilt. It was uh, what a mess. Yeah, so for anyone that's been, we're not going to go into it a whole lot, uh, but for anyone that's been living under a rock, there were two brothers, 126 and 119, that uh, were the masterminds, of, as we've been told by the government, that planned the Boston bombings uh, with pressure cooker bombs. Yeah. Um, the 26-year-old and the 19-year-old got into a firefight with the police uh, late one evening. The 26-year-old was killed in a firefight with the police. Yeah, of some sort. While they were tossing bombs and shooting back at them and everything. Yeah, evidently there was a uh, heck of a uh, gun battle in the streets of Boston. And then the 19-year-old, while supposedly the the 26-year-old brother ran towards the police, the 19-year-old jumped into the stolen SUV and ran over his brother as he escaped yeah, that's the story, and and I'd like to point out that that it's important to know that, um, like everything else, the media is bad at their jobs, so we probably won't know what's going on for, uh, I'm guessing years. We won't know the full story. I think we'll we'll get a good big picture like we have now. You know, one brother dead, one in custody. You know, these two are the ones who perpetrated this. Uh, they, they're saying no other masterminds right now. But uh, but you were telling me earlier after they came out with a no other masterminds that uh, that they, they they tweeted that there's more in yes, custody. Yes, the Boston Police Department um, tweeted that they have three more suspects in the Boston bombing. Uh, That's case. crazy. And on Twitter, yes, I like that. So follow, I believe the the what is it, Boston PD or whatever they are. Yeah, you find them um, on Twitter. Google yeah. that. So it's interesting now, uh, and a lot of news agencies have been saying that they called the PD to confirm it to verify that uh, they weren't hacked. 
Oh yeah, there's been a lot of that on Twitter. But it's it's interesting now that that's how they're they're releasing information. Yeah, it's uh you know I guess it's the next thing. It's the next uh, um, the iteration of uh, media, the the world that we live in, communication. Right, it's changing it up. I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess it's supposed to be for the better. Well. I want to bypass talking about these guys too much. We know that the 19-year-old hit in a boat, got into a firefight, injured, and is now in a federal medical facility. Right. Federal prison medical facility. But what I want to talk about is military and police presence in the streets of Boston while they did this massive manhunt. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about this. On the one hand, I have a gut reaction to this obvious police state. On the other hand, you know, reading different things uh, from different experts, you know, uh, there there is a there's a public safety uh, clause pretty much to all our rights, uh, including the Fourth Amendment, and uh, that that this fell squarely under it um, could be argued. Um, it's scary to see, you know, Boston the militarization, the lockdown. That's what got me was yeah. the the absolute lockdown, curfews, don't go outside. I mean, where for one man? Yeah, for one dude with some homemade bombs. That's uh, it's kind of scary when you think about it. One dude locks down an entire major metropolitan area. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of would that happen in my major metropolitan area. That would, uh, I don't think it would. That would be a really bad thing. I don't think it could happen here, now, right? I know, you know, the, the picture we posted um, to our Facebook. Oh, that was a good one. If you look in the bottom left corner, for anyone that might have missed it, the guy in the Humvee is pointing his rifle directly at the cameraman. Yeah, there was a lot of that. I mean, uh, that's what cops do. They point their guns at everybody until they, you know, clear the area. But the other thing is that everyone in Boston who was told, no, no, lock your door, hide inside, we're going to find this guy. Well, they didn't find him, first of all. And the other thing is they didn't have the means to which to defend themselves because, you know, Boston is a gun control city. Maybe that's why they locked him down. Oh, that's – oh, yeah. The government said we have to protect you. Look at it. Look, you, can't look protect you can't protect yourself. We, we took away your right to protect yourself. So we got to lock this place down. That's an interesting point. But also with the amount of military presence and cop presence walking through the streets, forcibly searching homes right. without true permission. Well, yeah, without without a warrant. Like I said, under that public safety clause. But what was it? Who found them? A man that went outside to after, smoke a cigarette. Yeah, after, after the they lockdown. Re- after they released the lockdown. So, right. So you have, um, so you have these guys – who are basically identified by people's videotapes and cell phone cameras and a bank, uh, a bank's camera or some other business, whatever it was, doesn't matter. But in other words, the governments didn't identify these guys. They did it with the civilians' help. It's like Reddit. I think it was. That website, Well, no. It turns out those guys were a little off. But that was interesting, yeah. But the – the civilians identified these guys, and I believe the civilian at the 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 convenience store called him in, and that's how the MIT cop found yeah. him. And they got a fire. We still don't know the whole story. Yeah, I, I've been hearing conflicting reports that they didn't actually attempt to rob 
but they got they got a ID'd while they were in there, right? Yeah, something that's, like that. That's kind of what I'm getting but from all these had really bad stories. The guy with the SUV. Oh, but right, they right, right. left him in the car when they went inside, and so he did what any normal person would do left. and ran. Actually, oh, he didn't have the keys. I was going to yeah, say he, he started got out the car. And oh, just took off. They didn't leave the keys. They weren't that dumb. Yeah. So here we've got, we've got, and that just goes to, to, to the to the, I don't know, to the 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 incredibleness, my incredulity. I guess is that a word? It is now. Of this, these these one idiot because these weren't criminal masterminds. These one idiot. Well, this one idiot. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say these, but then one was dead, so just one left. Um. Locking down this whole major metropolitan area, but but you know, suffice to say, civilians reported this guy. Civilians caught both of them together after the gunfight, and the one brother got away. A civilian found him. So none of this police state did any good. Nothing. Nope. Okay. Good. All right. I just want to make sure that's clear. I mean, you might as well have had people painting, uh, like on that movie Outbreak, paint white crosses or whatever on your door. If no, oh, oh, that keeps the. Uh, <laughs> Keeps the sickness out. Well, it's so that they know, you know. Oh, you're, you know. Someone. Oh, oh. So right, what right. they should have done was, they should have distributed like pink and purple curtains, polka dotted curtains, and you would yeah. hang them hang in your window. Curtain. You know what? Those cool flags. No, you get at the craft store with a wooden uh, flagpole, and like it's got the little butterfly on it, or it's got the spring flower. Uh huh. They could have made. They could have. Giving out those that say no on them, or you know, in a pretty color, so you can use them afterwards, like right. green, like a pretty because it's Boston, right? So a nice Irish green color, yeah. Oh, maybe a four leaf clover on it, and you hang that out if he's not there. But yeah, yeah, but, that would have been just as useful. Yeah, and then you know that every one of the houses that that has it, he's not there, and the one house that doesn't, that's where he is. Now, another thing is, uh, these guys also had a gun, evidently, at least one. And no gun permit, so wait. Yeah, Can, yeah. How did how did they get a gun without a permit? That's what you're going to ask me. Isn't you read it? my mind. Uh, and it turns out, well, according to the reports as of now, that uh, that there's obliterated serial numbers on this gun, which is a federal felony, anyways. Across the country. Yeah, everywhere. Federal. Yeah, that's what that means. So obviously, even these, these guys had some stuff planned. Well, you know, it just goes to show you that gun control doesn't work. These guys had guns in a gun control city where but, nobody but else had gonna guns. you're going to get the people that argue if you took away everybody's guns and there wouldn't be any guns for them to get. Well, that's true. If you take away all the guns, there's no guns. Yes, that's very factual. You, there, you can't argue with that. No, you can't. <laughs> but how are you going to take if you away make, every but one if you, of the yeah, guns? If you just make them illegal... Then it doesn't mean they go away, right? And that's part of the problem is there's so many there, there's so many laws on the books that are not even enforced. Yeah. Oh man. There's there's so, what the fireworks law. These guys got fireworks, and I think they're illegal in Boston. These guys built their bomb. Well, right now, as of right now, they built their bombs out of fireworks, right? So okay. fireworks are illegal. So how did they get them? They can't have them in Boston. They bought them from the firecracker black they, market. They had. They must have had a straw purchaser. <laughs> they bought them at the same they place. They bought the handgun. They went to a fireworks show. Yeah. So I mean, it just goes to show you the ridiculousness of any control laws, gun control laws, you know, fireworks control laws, uh, bomb control laws. They don't stop crazy people from doing crazy things. While all of this was going down, 
Obama and his administration were basically trying to push through some massive gun legislation. Yeah, right about the same time, uh, the Manchin-Toomey Amendment, I guess, was the big – was what everybody's hanging their hat on. That one was to expand the background checks? That one that one was interesting, yeah. It was going to expand background checks, but not really. Uh, it was very – reading it was very oddly worded. It was almost as if a <sighs> – politician wrote it no it was it was it was badly worded so but it would like say things like if you buy a gun over the internet there has to be a background check well if you buy a gun over the internet now there has to be a background check it's i don't sent, understand it's to an ffl right. who does a yeah. background check from you then. can't do a state-to-state transfer of any firearm without an ffl as it stands right now so why is that i don't i don't understand that and then the gun show uh you had to have a uh a background check at any gun show and if it was advertised, which was oddly – it was oddly um, defined is the word I'm looking for. It was oddly defined. So you know, it, was in the, it, it made a gray area of what a gun show was. Is a gun buy, you know buyback what? a gun show? You know what? You could – what they're basically saying I bet is if somebody posted something on Facebook saying, hey, you know – I've s- got a gun yeah, for sale. Yeah, I'm selling my gun. Now you have now created you have, a yeah. gun show and now you have to do a background check. And that was what the critics of the, the, the Manchin-Toomey Amendment were, were touting as the bad things about the bill and – which were just about the same things that the, that the people who were behind the bill – uh, including uh, some of the people of the Second Amendment Foundation, um, were saying were the good parts of the bill that was good for us as far as gun control goes. So basically, you had this uh, this amendment that was kind of controversial, but in the long run, the NRA said no. Uh, the American gun owners said no. So the Senate said no. But the Senate said no, but 90% of Americans said yes. You didn't bring up the 90%. Okay. The people who are, who are shouting for gun control have come up with this, this, this number, this 90% of Americans wants more gun control. But I, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it all. If 90% of Americans wanted more gun control, we'd have more gun control. The Mansion Toomey would have been the least of our worries, right? Well, let me ask you this. When uh, President Obama was reelected for his second term, what was his approval rating? Or how many people really wanted him back? Well, he, he was elected by a majority, right? So f- over 50% of the right, population, right? right? But what I'm saying is that but he, it wasn't much he was only 50. at like 33%. Of people that wanted him in office. Look, even if half so, the people so in America, if 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 sixty seven percent of Americans didn't want him in office, how did he get there? And that's where I was going with when he goes, ninety oh. percent of Americans want gun control, and the Senate, what he basically called them pansies. Oh, he basically come at, came out and sad faced the the Congress and said, "You people ought to be ashamed of yourselves." And you failed America today. Yeah, which is insane. Obviously, obviously the senators know if they vote for this, they lose their jobs. They know their constituents. They're there to represent their constituents, ideally. They, they don't, but let's pretend they do. So why would they vote for something that's going to bring out this machine of all these gun owners that are going to get rid of them and get them fired? And that's why it didn't pass. And that's why... I don't think anything's going to pass. If Manchin Toomey couldn't have passed, 
then what what can go through? I don't yeah. think anything's getting through. It's just it, it's his mentality of coming out and and attacking everybody that has any kind of support for the Second uh, Amendment. You know what I think it is. I think I think sadly he is a he is just another politician who's going to come out and he's left. So he's going to come out against uh, firearms ownership. He's going to come out for gun control. But I don't think he's going to do anything about it except make speeches. But he lost. This was, I think, the whole gun control um, bill or any part of this was was his ticket. He figured this was going to be his his big fight against Hillary. They had you know, to know or, this or anyone, go, right? They had to know that they didn't have enough. I phones. don't know. Did you see Biden's face the whole time? Yeah, but Biden's not very bright at all. Okay. I mean, come on. They probably told him, "Oh, sorry, Joe, you lost your job." <laughs> you know, because he was he was the uh, president's man on gun control, right? Pretty much. They probably told him the shotgun bill didn't go through, where everybody had to buy a twelve gauge shotgun yeah. and keep two twelve and keep two, two, two shells, shells of, of twelve gauge. So one of the other things that did not pass was the high capacity magazine ban. Yeah, and right. With that argument, you always hear people say, "Why do you need more than?" Five rounds. Why do you need or more than seven, seven rounds or, or ten. ten rounds right. to defend yourself or your property or to go right. hunting with? Well, you know what? Let's tie this into our first story. Let's go back and look at all those pictures of all those cops running around uh, Boston. Hunting one man? Hunting one man and dude. Um, they should have had what did they all have? They should have two shells of 12-gauge, <laughs> preferably by That guy's shot. boat would have less holes in it. Yeah, I only have. Well, I don't know. There's probably like ten cops. I did have twenty. Yeah. Anyway, but but every single one of those cops had a ten round magazine in his AR-15. If he had an AR-15, and if he didn't, if he just had a pistol or whatever, he had a full capacity magazine in his pistol, right? Mm-hmm. So why does the cops need more than you know, seven rounds, ten rounds, fifteen rounds? Fill in the blank. Well, and they knew they were hunting one man. Why does the number of rounds in the magazine matter? Like our friend Alan says. I'll tell you why it matters after you tell me what Alan says. Like he always says, he says, it's the first 10 people you kill. Now, that doesn't matter, but it's that 11th one. That's the one that upsets us, so we need a 10-round magazine limit. Exactly. I mean, the reason you need more than two rounds or the reason you need more than seven rounds is because you know, if you shoot somebody – they may not go down in the first five or six rounds. Or how about... And then they might have a buddy or two. Or Yeah, how about when, you know, three crackheads break into your house and you're nervous so you can't hit them with the first three shots or, or whatever. You sh- or you do hit them, but they're so hopped up on their illegal drugs oh, yeah. what if that they continue to What if you? they're hiding in a boat and you need to put a lot of holes in that boat? You don't want to have to reload. You need a surefire six-round magazine. Someone just came out, uh, a gun company, uh, I believe, just came out with a commercial kind of going against the, you know, seven rounds. Uh-huh. And it's a man and his wife, or it, it's a man and his family. There's a pounding on the door. He goes and checks the door, and there's a criminal at the door and while well, there's a bad guy sneaking around back. Right. So the guy busts through the front door. He shoots him. It takes like six rounds for him to put him down. Right. And then the other guy comes running through the back door. 
he shoots him once, and the bad guy shoots him and the rest of his family, and they end it with the nine one one call nine one one operator basically saying, "Sit tight, we're on our way." Oh yeah, yeah. Well, okay. There's two things going on there. One obviously is calling nine one one isn't going to save your life, right? If, if in any type of situation like that, calling nine one one is just hopefully a cop's going to show up within you know. Seven to twelve minutes, and maybe you'll still be alive then. Why don't you go check your city's uh, response time? Yeah, it might be a lot. Wow, can you imagine if you lived out in the middle of nowhere, or if in a new development where they hadn't expanded the police force yet? And you know, it's or 20, the police 30 force minutes. doesn't know all the street names, <laughs> or they haven't even bothered to put them up yet. No, yeah. well, there's so many scenarios where not. I like those neighborhoods because there's no stop signs. Oh yeah, you just blow through. <laughs> you just not keep even a sign. You just do whatever you want. Now the the thing to remember is nine one one is probably a, a cop is going to show up eventually and he's going to take some sort of report, but that's that's all you can rely on it for. Maybe you're lucky and there's a cop sitting next door, you know, eating a donut or something. You could rely on that nine one one call to be recorded where you yell, "Stop! Don't come in here! I have a gun!" Boom! 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 Yeah, that's good. That would really help you, do you like, in court. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, it's a it's a so it's a free recording service. It is a free report taking <laughs> evidence gathering service provided by your tax dollars. Now it's not a life saving service, not unless they happen to be there. So unless you got a cop with a gun living in your closet, but don't look at me like that. It could happen. It could happen. Well, I mean, I quit paying him, so he quit showing up. But I'm saying if if I stole the money, I'd still anyway. Then you should, you know, defend your own family with your seven-shot magazine. You know, uh, yeah, an arbitrary number of rounds is as insane as gun control in general. I mean, uh, um, well, they they come out with the well, if they have to reload every five rounds or if they have to reload every seven rounds, that gives people time to jump them right. or to stop them. Right. You know, they they bring up the fact of them fumbling around or you you know. Making mistakes while they're reloading. Or how about the type of person that tells you that why do you need more than X number of rounds? That person is probably not a self-defense expert. They're probably not a gun expert. They're probably not a forensics gathering expert. They're just some person who doesn't like you or for some reason your guns. So you've got this person who has no background in, in order to tell you how many rounds you can have that thinks that mm-hmm. they know better than you. It's the ultimate nanny state, right? But there's so many of us that are shooters that know that the, you know, the 100-round the ma- drum magazines don't work. You right. know, that, they, that those but actually cause issues. Looking. No, no, they work. I've seen them on a lot of movies. That's where these people. That's where these people that I'm. I'm telling you, these people have no basis for their expertise, and so their general knowledge comes from the TV and the movies. And you know, I've I've sat there and I've I've watched a, a lot of movies and kind of some of the stuff that I do, and, yeah. and I will actually take that and watch it frame by frame and count the rounds that are ejected through their cuts as they change scenes. Oh, right, right, right. And so you'll see a guy that has a 30-round magazine, and he'll end up... And, and this is ones that are good, where they actually yeah. reload their magazines. 
uh, they'll still sometimes spit out, you know, 65 rounds yeah. before they reload. Well, yeah, because the, they edit my, the movie. My yeah. favorite, favorite one is um, the Will Smith movie, I Am Legend, as he's as he's running towards the, the creature that he's firing at, and it's empty with his AR, and it goes, tick, 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 tick. Oh, that's another one. Oh, well, let's, no. Let's not get into how. Let's just. I'm sorry. I had to bring that <laughs> no, up. No, you're all right. You're I, right. I'm over it now. But let's just assume that whatever you see in the movies is wrong, right? But but there is no better explanation for what these people want that they think is bad and illegal. They want to get rid of things like pistol grips and bayonet lugs and heat shields and flash hiders. And anybody who knows anything about guns knows those those, those things don't make anything more or less lethal. No. They're just bleh, things. They're they're you know they look cool. And what I and mean, that's why we want them. And one of the and what, I, those kind of things is something that I think a government that is afraid of their people would want to take away because in a wartime scenario where they're fighting against their own people, that would make it make their job harder. Well, that's the definition of a nanny stater, right? They don't want you to have right. any way to defend yourself because then you could decide that they didn't know what was best for you. And then you didn't have any – that's why we have guns. This is why we have the Second Amendment. So we can decide as a people that the nanny state is wrong – and we're going to go against them, right? And and you know, that's 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 that right? Yeah. Um. I mean, imagine imagine if during the Boston, you know, uh, lockdown, uh, where say that they were allowed to have rifles and guns and stuff. I mean, most people, I would personally have had my rifle or a means of protection very close to me. Sure. Yeah. And could you imagine what would have happened had a cop kicked in that door? I know they were banging on doors and hollering cops, 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 but right. I mean, it's been known that once you do that a hundred or hundred and fifty times, you might forget to do it. Well, well, okay. Or they see the gun sitting there, and the guy just gets trigger happy and shoots you, and you don't even have your hand on it. I think the bigger picture is, though, that because, I can what if this to death. So, yeah, no, I mean, no, no, no. But but specifically, the police state can't function with an armed populace, right? There is no police state if everybody's got guns. The cops are just some more other people with guns who happen to have the job to enforce the laws. So you don't need a police state because everybody's got guns. Now, if nobody has guns, then you have to call in this police state to round up the bad guys. You don't have any other choice. You can't defend yourself. So I think that's that's a chicken or the egg thing, right? It's a... You know, which came first, the unarming of the populace or the police state? Or, you know, but I think you can't have one without the other. All right. There was a guy who photographed uh -huh. the Boston bombers having a shootout with the police. Oh, yeah. So what a, What would have was happened? Was it a video or a photograph? No, I thought photograph. it was a still. He took oh, a bunch he, of stills. Oh, see, I thought it was a video and I was seeing the still. No, no, no. But he was taking the stills. Okay. Uh, with his iPhone 5. Little plug there, I guess. What um, do we really know that? I believe I read that somewhere. He said, "With my iPhone five, I was taking it. photos." Let's go with well, it. Well, that's probably why the night pictures didn't look so grainy as they do on the Galaxy. Never mind. Anyway, on my iPhone four S, <laughs> you mean? So one of the things that um, this is a question presented to us by uh, Jeremy. Is he a listener? Uh, he is a listener. He's an <sighs> avid listener. Listeners. Hi, listeners. Um, and he says, uh, "Well, first off, he's." Thanks us for the, the the stickers we sent him. They're on his beer fridge. You're welcome. And he says that if we ever want any of his Houston beer, then we can give him bricks of ammo for his beer. 
I say, yeah. I'll give him beer for ammo. <laughs> I'll yes, reverse it. Let's do that. We will bring him down good North Texas beer. Rar Brewery. Yeah. We got uh we got uh We got Martin House Brewery going up. We got Deep Ellum Brewery. Yeah, oh Deep Ellum Brewery. That's we got all that stuff. All right, so anyway, he goes on and he says uh that he was talking to his friend about that shootout. And he said that the first thing they thought was instead of having their camera at the window, why wouldn't right. they just have their pistol or their rifle at the window to engage them? Well. And so he says, so it makes us wonder, what if that did happen? What would be the possible repercussions? Maybe it's something worth discussing. And I think that it is. Yeah, no. I think it's great to discuss. As a matter of fact, I think, I think I've discussed this with one of my friends, but – yeah, you see these two guys. You can obviously take a picture of them. I mean, they are close. They're within 20 yards of this guy. And they're shooting it out with the cops. So, you know, why wouldn't you, being a good citizen, shoot these guys, save the taxpayers some money, save the cops some ammo, you know, and, you know, be done with it? And you might even be here on the process, especially if it turns out these guys are the Boston bombers, right? But, but the same thing, uh, isn't true. <laughs> If these are, you know, you could what if the scenario. You have no idea. You're looking out. You see guys shooting it out with what appears to be guys shooting out with the cops. But that's not necessarily what's happening. And I always recommend, you know, do not get involved in a shootout uh, unless you or yours are in danger, right? Unless your family's in danger, unless you're in danger. There's no reason to shoot anybody, especially if you can get away, if you can run away. Now, in this case, obviously, you want to shoot these guys. They're horrible people. Uh, did he know it at the time? I don't know. Um, but you could paint a scenario where the two people are shoot are you know, I don't know, uh, FBI. Say the FBI was investigating your local police department for corruption. And now the FBI, the good guys, are shooting out with your local corrupt police. And you shoot the FBI agents. <laughs> Right. That would be bad. Okay. Now, as far as legal concerns is, I don't know if people are shooting it out with the cops. I'm pretty sure you could, you know, or there's legally a, justify deadly force. Or there's like a cop in civilian clothes shooting it out with a fake cop that has just stolen a police car, and now you uh, yeah. shoot the the real cop in yeah. civilian clothes. Yeah, yeah. There's now, there's way I mean, too many things just, going on there to kill somebody, you know. In this scenario, if you could put them down without killing them, yeah, but you, you, obviously we don't do that. Obviously, the big, the biggest repercussions that I see immediately are um, financial because you are going to face a lawsuit. Yeah, somebody's probably whether sue someone you. charges yeah. whether the, oh, yeah. whether the city charges you or the district attorney. And what goes if you after wing you? them and they live? Yeah, they're going to sue you. Yeah, so you're going to get sued. So financially, you're going to be having to face those charges. Another issue might and it, be – And it may not even be classified as a, just, yeah. a justified shooting because they weren't trying to make entry into your house. You, yeah. Whatever your local laws state. Oh, sure. I mean you're – You could still be in violation even though it's the right thing to do. You could still be in violation of your laws for now, sure. Now, something like that happened in Texas between – there was some 18-year-olds that sold a bunch of guns and a truck and tried to rob a farmhouse and – uh, the firefight broke out between the farmer and these two belligerents, and his neighbor said he heard what was going on, grabbed his rifle, and went and helped his neighbor. Sure. And nothing happened to him. Now that – welcome to Texas, first off, yes. and out in the country. Well, and he's helping his neighbor. Obviously, he knows some of the people in the firefight. Right. So you're looking at you, – I mean, mainly you're looking at um, uh, financial repercussions and then possibly jail time. You know what? I I just thought of something. 
I thought about this a similar incident where down in UT, uh, down in Austin, some nut walked over to the school with his AK-47 and shot up the side of the building and the ground. You remember this? It was a few years back. Anyways. Where it all caught on fire? Where his truck caught on fire? No, no, I don't think there was a fire involved. But it was just some crazy, and I I don't think he shot anybody. Um, I don't remember if he shot himself. I can't remember this. But it was really scary. he shot at the windows. He shot out a few windows. And then he shot at the ground a bunch. It was just crazy. He shot at a courthouse, not the school. It was right across the street from an elementary school. No, 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 no. That's something different. No, you're talking about something down in – I think that one was in Tyler or Terrell. Oh, okay. No, this was at UTA. Um, But anyways – the news got a hold of a dude who was there. You know how they always get a hold of some dude. The smartest guy on the scene. Uh, yeah, evidently this guy was sitting at the crosswalk and he said, I watched this dude cross the street, the shooter, cross the street with his AK-47. He walked right in front of my car is what this witness says. And I thought to myself, if I'm at a college and I see some guy, especially with all the school shootings we've had, right, walking towards the school with an AK-47 – I would be very, very tempted, and he was walking in front of my car. I'd be very, very tempted to run him over. I mean, just end it before he could get to the classroom and shoot somebody, right? Right. Now, is it an airsoft gun? Yeah, that's exactly that was. <laughs> is exactly it a rubber gun? Is he part of a play? Is he part of a student film that they're shooting right there in front of me, and right. I've just run over an innocent human being? You know, there's way too many scenarios. Uh, where this could be not a guy walking across a crosswalk with an AK-47 like it appears. So you wouldn't want to take his life because of the appearance that you thought. However, you might want to hit him with your car. You know, you might break his leg or something, but you wouldn't kill him, right? Well, and that's who knows what you somebody. would do and what you wouldn't do. Well, and I think this is this is a that's real bad gray advice. Area. You can kill someone if you run them over. You may not just break their leg. But no, I meant like bump them real good. Oh, you know, send them skittering, and you could still kill. You could kill somebody by punching them, right? Right. Definitely don't recommend any sort of uh, action. None unless of these your life actions is are condoned. No, period. None. And even if your life is in jeopardy, please follow all your local I think this calls. Is, I think this is just a good discussion over... I think it comes down to almost uh, right and wrong, because we all know the right thing to do is shoot these people, right? Um, right. Hindsight being twenty twenty. Uh The right thing for the guy in the crosswalk to do been run over the guy with the AK-47. Hindsight being twenty twenty. Now... Legal and illegal, right and wrong, aren't necessarily the same things. So what would have been the legal thing to do? Well, maybe the guy should have just taken pictures. You know, nobody else got hurt after that. Um, you know. He did shoot them with his camera. Yeah. So he shot him. Technically. Yeah. He, he, he apparently he didn't a, he hit was a better shot, shot than most of the cops that showed up. Well, <laughs> now. He actually got both of them a few times. Police aren't well known for their uh, marksmanship. I wish I, I had mean. an. You think you say that so many episodes? I wish we. Every time the police and shooting are involved, you go. They're not known for their shooting. <laughs> but talking about school violence, uh huh. I know that you wanted to bring that up. Oh and wow! Oddly yes. enough, I yes. wanted to bring up something that happened recently um, in Princeton, North Carolina. Was there a violent school? No, wait. No, I'm, I'm thinking something else. No, a um, a high school student who had gone skeet shooting the day before left his unloaded shotgun in the back of his truck. 
So he goes inside. So oh, and he took it to school, obviously. Right. So he parks in school, and he so he goes inside the school with his truck locked and calls his mom and says, "Listen, I left my shotgun in my truck. I don't really know what to do. Can you come kick pick it up or something along those lines?" Someone overheard this private conversation with his mother and immediately involved law enforcement. They have a. As it stands, they have officially expelled him from school for nice. 365 days. Oh, He good. will no longer be walking and graduating and oh, cannot start college. And is also, I believe, probably going to be facing a few fe- a federal charge at least. Um, now, this has gained a lot of traction. Now, I saw where he was arrested. Has he been charged with anything, does it say? Uh, well, I mean, with the expulsion, uh, that's what the school has done, but... Uh, people are there, there's a lot going around that he's going to be having a tough time with all of this on his record. Well, um, I mean, if he's found guilty, of something, yeah, if sure. he's found guilty, this has gained a lot of traction though in the uh, social media sphere. And there's you know at free coal uh, or hashtag free coal, and then there's also a Facebook page going out there. Um, of oh, people this was standing the, up trying to. This to was save the it. one where the principal or the vice principal brought a gun to school the year before uh two years prior to yes that. and he only got suspended for three days from school or from work uh yeah two years prior to that an assistant principal uh accidentally brought a loaded gun to school and he only got suspended for three days okay. or she was only expended for uh, suspended for three days okay i just saw at uh wtvd he was charged with a felony so there he's been go. charged yeah with a felony oh Oh, and he's Man. a he's an Eagle Scout too. You know where this comes from, right? This comes from zero tolerance policies. But how can zero tolerance equals zero thought? It doesn't matter who this kid is. It doesn't matter why he brought it to school. There is a zero tolerance policy. He must be punished to the fullest extent of the law. There's no thought behind it. There's no. But this is the best kid in the school, and he screwed up. None of that matters when you when you bring in zero tolerance because it allows zero thought. I mean, I just. These policies make me crazy because well, they lead to things like this. This is ridiculous. This kid didn't do anything wrong. He left an unloaded shot. It's a. It's a. He left a chunk of metal and wood in the back of his truck. Locked. Locked truck. Well, as well. even if it was unlocked, who cares? Yeah. It's. It's. It's an inanimate object. This kid didn't shoot anybody. He didn't make any shoe bombs. He didn't make any underwear bombs. He didn't bring a pressure cooker to school. Well, see, they keep and they, he's been expelled and charged with a felony. It's ridiculous. Well, one of the things that uh, Tracy Peden, uh, uh, the Johnston County School spokesperson, said, uh, and this is just a snippet of one of her quotes. She says that the law is very clear when a person knowingly and willingly brings a weapon onto educational property. Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. Zero he, tolerance. Here's the thing: he didn't know that he had brought it until it, it states that he went to get out of his truck. He realized yeah. the shotgun was there. Well, listen. So he started going back and forth: Should I leave? This or kid should, should I have gone back in his truck and driven away. Obviously, right. but like, hindsight being But like somebody else says at the same time, now you're smacked for skipping school. And at my high school, when even when I went to school, they had um, you couldn't leave once you pulled in. You could not leave. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it was there, physically there was a, there impossible. There was a guard. Yeah. There was a guard house there, and they wanted yeah. to know where you're going, and they wanted to know where your slip was, or and everything. They wanted look, your look doctor's note. The your Johnson slip. County Sheriff's Office told ABC 11 that if a school administrator brings a gun to school, they will be charged with a misdemeanor. For a student, the charge is an automatic felony. All right, we've got full retard, right? 
if a student, if a minor student, he's eighteen. Okay, well he's he's not a minor, but if a student brings a gun to school, it's a felony. Mm-hmm. If a teacher brings a gun to school, it's a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Why, why would it? That's so. In other words, once again, lawmakers are bad at their jobs. That's what it comes down to, right? Now, in this case, we also have administrators who are stupid. They obviously knew this kid was a good kid. They obviously weren't this, – this kid obviously wasn't a troublemaker. He hadn't shot anybody earlier that year. He hadn't stabbed anybody. He's a good student and they still felt the need because he brought a gun in and they have a zero tolerance policy to do this to him. And then you know, the cop or the police department decided they didn't have any choice either. So they had to do that. So like I said, zero tolerance, zero thought. The problem I have is the fact that he tried to do the right thing. He oh, and he tried, got smacked for it. Oh, he yeah. Tried if he'd and just shut up and left it in his truck, if he'd have brought a loaded shotgun and a bundle of methamphetamines and left them in his pocket and came in the school, he wouldn't have gotten in trouble. Yeah, if no one had known. But he tried to do the right thing, and because we have a zero tolerance policy, we went full retard on him, and we've done this to this poor kid. He'll never be able to own a gun again. He'll never be able to vote. He he probably won't get a nice scholarship with a felony record. Not anymore. So, yeah. If, if he had one. We've got to seriously stop this nonsense. We've got to fix this zero tolerance idiocy. Yeah, a, a friend, a family friend, Kim Boykin, uh, said he's been taught when you're in trouble, you call your parents. And that's what he did. And now he's being punished for what I consider doing the right thing. Is and that's what family friend uh, Kim Boykin said. All right. Well, I'm so, going to teach my kids to do the wrong thing. Obviously, I mean, that's uh, the smart that's, thing to do. That's where you start wondering where do you draw Jeez. that line? Obviously, you tell the kids he's in trouble. At whether yeah. he didn't do, if, if, whether he had covered that shotgun up and someone right. saw a barrel or whatever, because they they walked. They walk this now. I mean, there was a kid a few years ago, I want to say it was like five or six years, where he was suspended for having his uh, butter knife with peanut butter all over it in his car because oh, yeah. he made a peanut butter and jelly Zero sandwich tolerance. in his car. On, Zero tolerance. In the Doesn't matter. Lot. No thought involved. Now, listen, um, I'd like everybody to support this kid. Uh, Google free Cole, C O L E. Um, you know, show this kid some support, you know. Show the system that the zero tolerance policy has got to stop. Do what you can in your district. You know, we may not be able to affect our senators. We may not be able to affect our uh, House of Representatives or the president or anybody in the state house. But we sure can affect our own school district. We sure can affect our own sheriff, right? We can help him get unelected or reelected, as the case may be. So I think this is a great call to action. Yeah, so get on that bandwagon, and we'll we'll post something on Facebook. Yeah, definitely. We'll put a link on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast. Let's talk about some new products that are coming out. New products? Yeah. We got the Magpul oh, gun AK-47 magazine. Yeah, Magpul came out with an email and a uh, Facebook post said they're going to make an and AK a picture, mag. A picture. Well, they're going to make two AK mags. What? Yeah, because they came out with their they came out with a picture and it's already up on their website. It says coming at the uh, the summer 2013, a AKP mag, which has got all the AK people excited. I'm kind of excited about it too. I am too. I want to see this. I want to check this out. Now, also in the same at the same time, Magpul announced that they were working on furthering the P mag because the current one is all polymer. 
They're working on a hybrid design like a Bulgarian, which is a polymer steel design, which is going to be tougher. And uh, Didn't TAPCO do that already? No, I, I think TAPCOs are all polymer. No, they have like a, a metal brace insert in oh. their SKS and AK mags, I believe. Do they? I don't think they do. Well, even if they do, it's more Bulgarian, less Tapco. Let's not uh, let's not drag P mags down to the Tapco line, buddy. Oh, it's too late. It's already been done. Oh, you're so uh, we don't know exactly any. De- we don't know a lot of details on it. Right. We just know kind of when they say AK. it's going to come out. Yeah, uh, it's going to be. It's an AK be- mag. How many details could there be? Magpul revolutionized the uh, AR magazine, and what if they wait? De- Magpul, Magpul makes an AR magazine. Surprisingly, I but what if one. they What's what called? if they de-evolutionize the AK magazine and like it starts really, causing them to jam? Like really? I don't know. Come on, Magpul doesn't put out anything but quality product. Now I believe so too. I'm just saying it would just be interesting to see that. Now they also announced Magpul. I guess we're going to be shills for Magpul today. They also announced a new site, and I guess these are made of metal as opposed to their old embusses. And they announced a new. A very cool-looking offset, forward-pushing Scout light mount. Now, this one, Mm -hmm. they already have one of these for their Mohan guards, but this one's going to be for Picatinny rails. So we've got a few new announcements from Magpul. Yeah. Now, the one thing that... They haven't announced. No. The one thing that is kind of, uh, in my opinion, a hot button here is SIG is coming out with a pistol arm brace. Oh, this wow. thing looks. You've got to check out this video. This Can we link thing, to this? Yeah, we will. We'll put it up there. This thing looks like a AR-15 stock that basically straddles your forearm, and you tighten it up with a strap, like a Velcro. We look Velcro strap, strap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you just you extend your arm out and you you fire. I I, I don't, and it's ATF approved. Uh, yeah, according to them, they have an ATF letter. So, and this what? is from Sig. It's not like it's from some. Fly-by-night guy who designed a tooth enamel chipper. Right. So who who's to say that this thing isn't going to be shouldered? <sighs> you know, I ha- so, I want to so, see one personally first. So where's the law? Is I'm that how the law is written, though? Like if you the law is it, written, that's when it's illegal. But if the, you just well, you know, if no, no, you no, 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 you can put anything illegal. up to your shoulder, right? You could right. take your 1911 and shove it into your shoulder. It's not designed to do that. So. The ATF has ruled that if it's designed to be fired with one hand, it's a handgun. If it's designed to be fired by more than one hand, it's something else. If it's designed to be fired from the shoulder, it's a rifle or a shotgun. If it's designed to be fired with two hands, not from the shoulder, then it's an AOW and any other weapon, which is an NFA item which requires a tax stamp to own. So this fall, this must fall into the ATF purview of – Still designed to be fired with one hand. You just strap it to your wrist not at the same time. Not meant to be shouldered. Forearm, yeah. Not meant to be shouldered. Now, I'm going to wait till I see this product, but it looks to me like you could just shove it up to your shoulder and get a good cheek weld and use it as a rifle stock. Right. And have a legal short barrel rifle, I guess. No, pistol. A short barrel rifle, if it's got a buttstock. Right, but it's not a buttstock. No, it'll be a standard pistol. Right. I think this is going to be one of those buy it while you can so you get grandfathered in before the government comes in and says, you wait, we made a change of mind to SIG? They could. They, they, they They're made, horrible. They made shoelaces a machine gun at one well, point. Well, shoelaces are dangerous. Have you ever left your shoes untied? You will trip and fall and hurt yourself. And accidentally pull your trigger 30 times automatically. It'll happen. Yeah. Unless you have one of those forearm braces. 
Now, uh, we have a few big announcements. Uh, we've got the shirts, uh, which we announced, and then the we've got the website that's going live uh, when this podcast goes out. It is. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So um, I can't wait to see it. You'll be you'll be able to get on there and check out uh, firearm reviews. We should put the shirts on the website. We might. We'll see. Okay, that was just a suggestion. Um, but right now we're gonna get the uh, we got a bunch of uh, blog articles that are gonna be going up. Um, I can't wait to read them. I and write a few, right? Hopefully. I'm kind of busy. Yeah, I think we all are. Okay. Um, but we're gonna. Have, we're yeah, gonna we need to. We need to definitely get some more banged out. But we'll we've have got it preloaded with a few to yeah, keep we you got, busy. We got some ready now. Yeah, uh, get on there and uh, they're even good. Leave some comments. We're gonna we're gonna post them to Facebook as well as as time goes on. That's a good idea. Um, but we're we are uh, currently working on making lots of connections in the industry to get products in for T and E. Oh, hey, if you're in the industry, call us. Yes, call us, please. Uh, and we will work with you. And uh, we. And here's the thing about our reviews: they're going to be honest, straightforward reviews. Uh, if we like it, we like it. If we don't, we don't. Just like the gun rags, we're not going to say anything bad about it. No, wait, no, that's not it. We're going to be honest. That's what you just said. I think you're confusing everyone. I'm confusing myself. Of course, we're going to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't. Nobody's going to send us their product if we're going to tell them it's going to suck. And listen, if something well, sucks, we're going to tell you that, honestly. Yeah, we're going to find the it, pros and cons. That's yep, literally oh, yeah, what we're going to yep, do. Yep. Even terrible, terrible products have pros and cons. Listen, I sell too. some terrible, terrible products. But yeah, there's pros to everything. I mean, even the worst god-awful site in the world still works as a site as long as you don't adjust it and it doesn't fall off the gun, right? Yep. Uh, I posted a picture uh, the other day of a few uh, pistol boxes, and everyone said, oh, that's cool. That's cool. A few boxes. Uh, but inside those boxes... Wait, um, let me guess. There were pistols. There were some pistols. Yes, I'm so smart. So uh, look for some reviews of the Rock Island Armory 10 millimeter 1911. Did you say 10 millimeter? Uh, 10 millimeter. That's awesome. 10 Mike Mike. That's from our buddies across the uh, the ocean there at uh, Arms Corps. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, the Smith & Wesson M&P 45. That is a nice, which pistol. is kind of a little bit of an odd, uh, odd caliber for that. I, I see a lot of uh, nine millimeter. Yeah, I, I personally right now have a nine millimeter that I can't get magazines for, and uh, the forty five. However, you need mags for that. I can get you some. They're all over the place. And also a Sig two two six X five edition. At, wow, fancy X five. That's high end. It is. Can we afford that? Um, we have to give it back, don't we? We have to give it uh, back. Yeah, we do. Knew it. Uh-huh.